Yo guys, what is good? Welcome back to the No Drinks in the Booth podcast with Chris Watson. Go on, give us a cheer. What's up? What's <laughs> Sorry, up? Sorry, it's not like a with your name or anything. <laughs> Wade Kadir. Hello. And myself, Pavan Saki. Uh, first things first, a uh, big thank you to everyone that's been listening so far. Um, we're loving it. Don't forget you can follow us on Instagram, uh, at No Drinks in the Booth, uh, as well as YouTube and pretty much everything else just find us you know where we are um mm. first of all how's everyone doing this week good i mean it's hot i'll give you that it's hot um that's about it really <laughs> thank you chris for the <laughs> yeah, weather oh, that was good wait, chris yeah wait, what have you been doing this week <laughs> apart from looking at the weather apart from melting uh what have i done this week uh organizing Music library started doing some of that stuff. Up to oh, do downloading stuff now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's sort of the crux of it. I've watched a few streams. Uh, watched a few tutorials and stuff. Which streams did you watch? Uh, the Fool's Gold Records ones. Yes, which was like yeah, fashion a track. Um, traffic at Jubilee. That was really good. Uh, that's it really nothing much obviously we can't DJ so we're all still just sitting indoors looking forward to doing a podcast yeah, guys, not, not sure if you guys know but the world is kind of on fire right now so uh, gotcha. we're sitting at home uh, and and none of us streamed either this weekend yeah because we're all lazy bastards because it was too hot <laughs> yeah honestly I was sitting there and I was like <laughs> I want to shoot like my room gets pretty hot because I have to close the windows for the green screen and like close the blinds and I have to have the door closed and then I've got like all my decks on and then my two laptops on and then my like there's so much tech like so like much a, heat in like a two meter squared area that i was like yeah nah man's just gonna go out you know <laughs> i don't need this um but yeah so today's I'll, I'll just answer yeah oh, oh here on, we go chris are you actually going to talk about something I'll, you did I'll this just, week i just chris has got I just think i need it on, I think Chris. I needed a bit, I just need a bit of podcast therapy. I was just uh, speaking to Wade before we started about how hot it gets in this room I'm sitting in right now. Um, like, I mean, it's fine now because you can actually see in the video, you can probably see, like, I've got a fan, like, just constantly blowing into my face. When I'm, like, producing or obviously now we've got a podcast going, it gets like an actual sword in here, like, actually dripping. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, is, think, I, podcast, I think I think this podcast today is an endurance test. This is an endurance. Need test. to get a stool, well, mate, so it doesn't cover your back. I think we've all got fans going, haven't we? I know I've got one. Chris has definitely got one. Pav? Uh, my, mine's just the one on my MacBook. <laughs> oh, okay. So Pav, Pav will be with us for the next forty-five minutes, and then boom. Yeah. Well, it keeps telling me out. to service my battery, so I'm a bit scared now. Uh, you'll get that done, mate. Seven day, seven day wait. That is. Is it seven day wait? That's the thing. I can't wait seven days. I'd rather just wait. Like it can be five days. You, you you used to be able to get it done like within a couple of hours, but they send them off now. Yeah, that's like I can't live more than about three hours without my laptop anyway. But would you not rather not rather get it serviced while you're not working DJ wise than get it because if you're getting serviced DJ wise, you're laptopless. So apparently it doesn't harm your laptop if you just keep no. plugging in the charger. No, 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 it won't, it won't hurt so it. It's like, just your battery I never, life. I never, I never not, I, there's never a time where I don't plug in the charger. Especially oh, at okay. so Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm leaving it until they reopen because it's scary. What, Apple? Yeah, like until they're like, oh, we'll start doing them in store again. They're, they're never going to do them in store again. It's seven days, seriously. 
yeah, yeah. I know. I know why. I know why they don't do them in the store anymore because they have to have an oxidated chamber because of the batteries because they're flammable. Oh, mud, and they just can't. So be if asked. they open, because they could open the MacBook up, and obviously, if oxygen gets in and the battery's broke, it could blow up. That's why they send them off. Oh, Jeez. well, that's lovely. Thanks for that. Uh, welcome. <laughs> moving welcome. on from uh, tech with Wade. Um, <laughs> I've got I've got many segments on this podcast these days. Yeah, weather with Chris, tech with Wade. It's like you know, uh, like you know, someone that works at Apple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> plug, mate. Plug, 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 plug. I've got I've got a very good plug. It's called my sister. <laughs> but yeah, guys. So uh, today's topic. Before we'd uh, mix it up a little bit. Before we get slightly techy, maybe bit bit more uh, niche, I suppose. Uh, so we're going to talk about. Why the album is dead, and it's probably not returning. Um, but before we do that, because uh, even though it's a great topic, um, let's uh, let's hear some news. There's been some stuff going on this week. Wade, hit us with the news, bro. Okay, time for news and then reviews and then topic. Okay, first, yeah, I know. Insert music here, Chris. Boom, bang. Boom. Uh, okay, let's start. Uh, Dotty from Radio One and One Extra, who we spoke about last week, um, she has finally announced she has signed with Apple to be the lead Big cultural move. creator at Apple Music and also a host on Beats One Radio. Um, thoughts? Big move, man. Huge. Big move. Massive huge. move. That's huge for her. Like, that's anyone big. anyone that moves to Apple gets the uh, the blank check. Well, so, I'm not being. F- if you look from Radio One and One Extra, they've taken Zane Lowe, who he was the first person they took. He was the first, yeah, and he, I know that he was does. years ago. That was he years ago. He it? runs At, the radio yeah, station, and he, he runs it. Yeah, he does some loads of stuff behind the scenes as well. He was always was, lit with his music, though, and it like he had such oh, a hundred percent. Like, do you remember his interview with Kanye like 2015 times? Did you guys? Oh yeah, yeah, that? Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I think it was in Made Available. That was a bang. That's it. When did um, yeah. when did Zayn Lowe move to uh, Apple Music? Like uh, literally, when, like when they bought Beats, they bought Zayn Lowe. Must like, have been years ago. Time. Uh, like, like, when, two, mm, like 14, 15 times. Easy. Yeah, I think about yeah. that. Yeah. Like, it's crazy still yeah. there as well. Uh, it's crazy because I remember that at the time. It was like, I remember I saw that and I was like, why has he done that? It was such an odd move. I was like, who listens to yeah, Beats they were like, 1? Like, what, they were like, what they is this? to Apple. And then they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's Beats 1. And we were like, oh, okay. That yeah. Yeah, and now you've got all like all like the specialist radio shows with them. Like Elton John's got a radio show, Nicki Minaj, like Ed Sheeran, Little one, doesn't he? Little one, Young Money, yeah, Young Money Radio. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's so a good thing only- Birdman's not paying that one. Well, <laughs> uh, but not only is she a host on Beats One, I did mention it earlier. She's also the lead cultural creator for Apple Music, which Such I think is role. that is a hundred percent fabricated. What lead cultural creator? It's just a. They've just like, they weren't sure what to call her role. So they've made that up and been like, that sounds pretty good for what you're going to do. I've no doubt she's going to do it. It's just, uh, I've never been to any other radio station and they've got one of them. Well, I suppose that's more like, well, that's for Apple Music. So that's nothing to actually do with Beats One. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a... I suppose it's like... Mad one? Curating music that's not it, just off yeah. of, you know, the typical major label... I guess it might and, be a little bit like what world. Julie does for a minute. She kind of does yeah, sort of yeah. the same kind of role, doesn't she? Julia Danuga. Yeah, big ups. Even though none okay. of us know her. 
Yeah, no, yeah, none of us do. Okay, moving on. Someone that used to be on Radio 1 Extra and Radio 1, who is now with uh, Apple. Charlie Sloth signed a deal with Jay-Z's Rock Nation. Big, big move. Yeah. That's that's a power move and a half, that is. They've not announced what the, they didn't announce what the deal was, but he's obviously signed with them and they're a full service management company. It's normally a management deal with Rock Nation Uh, now. So I I think this will most probably propel Charlie Sloth from being as big as he is to to even bigger. Yeah. yeah. Also, massive respect from the minute after that post about six nine when he DM'd him asking for a. Apparently, you got six nine saying that, that it's fake, so but funny. I don't believe it. Ah, uh, fuck. Really? <laughs> but either way, yeah. There you go. Either it's way, still hilarious. It, either either way, he's put it up and he's not afraid to put it up. Which is you like, know what? It was really no. good. And then so he funny. put and then I read it that you know the bit at the end where he's like fuck you splinter or whatever less up splinter yeah. Yeah. that was like the raggiest thing do, like. do you think do you think it's real or, uh, i think it's 100 percent real i think it's yeah 100%. i think it's real as well is that how yeah. else is he yeah. gonna rebuild his street cred he's got to do a freestyle in it and who's the, got the biggest freestyle platform problem is as well yeah, with so. six nine in my opinion is he he's not actually a good rapper <laughs> like and i'm not taking it i'm not have you, like, have you said that the before piss. wade i don't think i've heard that yeah. Well, he's not a good rapper, though, is he? He's a good artist. Like, I love the sort of Latin stuff he does, but I wouldn't say he's a good oh, he's rapper. Not a rapper. He's Mexican, no, so he's not he a rapper. Be good at that. Hmm. Okay, right. Yeah, let's Fox move on. Nine. Next. Big up, Charlie. God. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Defected Records, they announced their Croatia 2021. Um, it's from the 5th to the 10th of August. It's at the Garden Resort in Tisno, Croatia. Um, it was obviously cancelled this year because of uh, where does one book on. tickets on the defected website? Yeah, let's you go, going, Pat. Chris. Oh, let's go. You, fa- you fancy it? Let's go. I'm, I'm there. Man's Are you ready to it? get like spiritually like awakened and just love everyone? Is that that's that's well, probably what I mean. Going I, was, on there. I wasn't that far off now, mate. To be honest with you, you'll take you like a duck to water. You're a natural. Yeah, just, man. I'm not gonna. I'm, go, I'm, 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 I'm not gonna go through the whole lineup because it is huge um mm. i'm not even going to touch on the is, line is it every dj ever yeah literally no, probably yeah but a bit more bit more curated than that uh it's who's that the tagline a bit mate there is everything's in alphabetical order oh that's it well, like, like, is it no there's like, no, not one particular head look there's everyone from armin van helden bob sinclair gorgon city honey dijon kenny doe nightmares on wax Purple Disco Machine, Roger Sanchez. Love Purple Disco Machine uh, right now. David mm, Penn, nice. Low Stepper, uh, The Shapeshifters. Oh, Low Stepper, all oh, right, we're there. Let's go. Book the tickets oh, like, There's, like, there's loads. Tickets. There's like, absolutely um, loads. Defected um, and Low Stepper. Don't get Chris any more excited. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, assuming, uh, six, I'm assuming 6 9 is not going to be there. No. Thanks, uh, I mean... I hope not. The tagline of it is six days of house hedonism, 80 plus world-renowned DJs, live acts and well-being. The thing I want to touch on is the well-being because... Mm. I think we're doing like bottom, yoga, like that goat yoga well, and shit. This is this is the thing. At the bottom, it says boat and beach parties, main stage in Olive Grove, the legendary Barbellas and well-being program. Now, like, that's just... What's a well-being this is, this is at a house festival? Look, that that's something that I've not heard of before. Well, I know what a well-being program is, but not at a house. Does that mean um, just everyone's going to be wearing tie-dye? I don't know. Like, I like the idea of it, though. I like the idea that Chris they actually care about it. it. Let me get it out of the cupboard. 
like they actually um, care about people's well-being like they're actually yeah, they, a, well- they a wellness program yeah they did it before they did like um like yoga and fitness classes and like one that's i think it was mind. croatia last year that's or, yeah, so, yeah, so this last year so but now, i don't think they called it like a well-being program like they just did it as like an extra thing but now they're doing like a that's just crazy that is. It's, it's, it's kind of like a holiday as well so i guess you just want to i really like the idea of that though like like because mm. let's face it a lot of these festivals and, and raves and like these like even the little holiday ones like whether you go sonar or, or stuff like that like they are like full-on rave like rave 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 yeah rave, there's rave, like no break in it whether it's drink and obviously drugs and whatever else takes place like i like the fact that they're promoting like well-being and wellness like come do yoga like you know like mm. learn how to like do breathing exercises to great music and great art like that's that's i, suppose I think that's really like, good yeah, I suppose if you're like there for like a week, which this is basically. Uh, the 5th to the 10th of August, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, it's basically a week, give or take. It's a holiday. Yeah, it's, it, that is like, yeah, it's actually a full holiday. And I suppose if you're on site like the whole time, like if you're staying there, if it's a tenting, yeah. then kind of makes sense. I rate that. I'm sure we'll see something yeah. like that at like Glastonbury or something. I think it sounds like Glastonbury already do, like they do everything. Like, I'm not even joking. It is like, the greatest I, festival of all time. Though, so. I know people that have been Glastonbury and they've done yoga and they've done uh, like spirituality stuff and they've gone raving with Cole Cox. Like, it's mental. Uh, <laughs> I've, seen a, I've seen a few other festivals as well. Um, there's one, one little festival in like the Peak District. They did it yep. there. It was a whole like, wellness uh, tent um, of like, yeah, fitness stuff, yoga stuff. But I know um, Festival I know do it as but, well. Yeah. Yeah, best of all, I think Boomtown maybe as well. I feel like yeah, yeah Boomtown's that, that place website. that would do it though. Do we think yeah, this will be yeah. more of a like a start becoming not a trend, but more more of a thing like a wellness or well being type program will be like incorporated to these festivals that think, don't do them now. I think they do need like an extra, maybe not necessarily just that. Um, and I can kind of see what you mean by. Tra- I don't think it might might not become a trend. I think it will be like festivals will have to become like wider experiences for them to kind of survive because there's not a lot of people i suppose like like people have to go they need people to go to festivals because it's the only way that artists make money it's festivals and their own gigs so they need to make it like a wider experience a bit like when uh they did bbk takeover in o2 there was like some they had like five-a-side games going on and shit like that so like like a it, it needs something else and it rather than just the music which sounds bad but kind of unless i think, it, really, I think it's a really good thing music, it's a thing it, it joe what i think it becomes maybe it's just me uh and this is from obviously going to disney it becomes like a full sensory experience like it's not yeah. just music it's smell it's taste it's sight like and when you do that that really does take I'm you out sure of worrying about festivals stuff. do have a distinct smell though God. Okay, should we go in with the last uh, Get your wellies out Bit of news Go on then, hit us, yeah. with, the hit us with the news mate. Uh, Radio 1 They've made schedule changes and Kiss Have also got new breakfast A uh, new breakfast show with Jordan Banjo And Perry Keeley From Diversity, diversity. Yeah. Yes, from Diversity Perry's, Perry's um, the little kid with the afro in it Who's not, not so little, little now, kid, but yeah, yeah. Like 21 or something now should we talk quickly about the Radio One schedule changes first? Just yeah, what because. Have they changed? Okay. Um, 
Greg James has got a new time slot. It's 7am till 10.30am. That's Clara the breakfast M, show, basically. Breakfast show, but it's not. Because I think before it was 6 till 10. And now it's 7 till 10.30. Uh, Clara Amp. Yeah. Clara Rampho has moved from 10.30 to 1, followed by Scott Mills, 1 to 3.30. And then Grimmy, Nick Grimshaw, 3.30 to 6. Hey, uh, Grimshaw. Re- oh, I, I like Grimmy. He's at, he had the um, um, worst breakfast radio show ratings in the history of BBC history. Oh, I actually used Thanks. to listen to it. I enjoyed it. History but, twice. It was that deep. Wow. Uh, and Radio One's Future Sounds with Annie Mack, who I think yes. we're all big fans of. That's moving forward an hour. Uh, to 6 to 8pm and it starts with the hottest record in the world feature instead of being at 7.30 that's what they start with uh, Ricky Melvin and Charlie host 8 till 10 and uh, there's a brand new show Radio 1's Future Artists with Jack Saunders which airs Monday to Wednesdays 10pm till midnight uh, sick sick because they've got a new head of Radio 1 Alid Hayden Jones who used to oh, be on Ali, the he was on Chris Walls wasn't he used to be on Chris Walls and I he used love, to do is Ali of Radio One now. Who's a yes. fucking dossier years ago? I love. And that. he he did the clinic. Is it the clinic? Yes. Uh, oh like my that. god, that the was really good. Was like the best show ever. That was really good. Like, I used to listen to that. Like the I think clinic on a was Sunday. like the original Jeremy Kyle man. Like, it was that oh, it was, it was it was fantastic. But People are like, yeah, yeah, my missus is eating the last chicken bake at Greg's. What do I do? Shall I like fucking beat her up or just leave her alone? It was yeah. mad shit like that. It was, and then it'd be like sort of team problems. Like my friend won't talk to me. I don't understand why not. Like The worst thing is it used to come on at like two in the morning. So it's like, bro, go to sleep and you got school in the morning. <laughs> oh, quickly as well. Uh, changes to their Friday night schedule. So Radio One's dance party with Annie Mac is now six mm. to 8 p.m. <clears throat> Big up, Danny Howard is 8 to 10 pm, and Pete Tong is 10 pm till midnight, and then midnight till 2 is the essential mix. Uh, but they've all moved earlier, from what I can tell. Probably because no one listens to radio at night. I think the problem was Annie Mac's show, which I, I listened to on my way to gigs, uh, because it was, I think it was 6 to 9, maybe. Or whatever yeah. it was, you'd sort of catch, I used to catch the last sort of hour, but her show was sort of about like, who's raving, like, let's go out. That's supposed to be ideal to start from 6pm and then 8 o'clock pass over to carry the party on with Danny Howard and then Pete Tong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like, it was a little, people go out earlier and people sort of do things earlier, like pre-drinks and stuff like that. So I think it's a good schedule change. I miss pre-drinks. Uh, now it's just drinks. Yeah. Okay, moving. house. <laughs> True. Uh, you can go to the pub and eat out to help out, don't forget. Um, yeah, eat out to help out. Uh, when we do our episode at the Covered Wagon, you'll see that. Plug, plug. Or the sitar. I've never heard of that one before. I've never heard of the sitar, it. mate? No. Nah. Bloody Chris's local, mate, that is. Don't diss the sitar, mate. I don't know. It's, a bit, of a, it's a bit of a journey from you, from Birmingham to uh, Chelmsford, mate, just for, just for the sitar. <clears throat> oh, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. It's all about your dedication to the session, it big up the sitar. Right, let's uh <laughs> let's finish talking about the breakfast shows and Kisses obviously Kisses obviously new breakfast show with Jordan and Perry from Diversity Thoughts. Oh, they must be uh I think Jordan Jordan Banjo was already on there. Was uh, Perry yeah, I think he did like a show, maybe like a Obviously, Kiss have DJs like throughout the night. I think he did like a one of the night shows, maybe like a nine ten o'clock. Maybe Kiss Fresh. I'm not sure, mm. but I know he was on there because I'd see him advertise stuff before. 
Don't watch, uh, listen to Because th- this is obviously taking over from, I know Ricky, Charlie and Melvin left and went to Radio 1. That's a big put, move, that was. Yeah. And then they, I can't remember who they put in at Kiss. I think they just used that filler, um, like Alex and Sam and people like that. Like literally like the presenters they use in the day just moved them into the breakfast yeah. show. Like this is them sort of announcing, nah, this is our big breakfast show again. Do we think it will be as good as the Ricky, Charlie and Melvin or uh, Ricky, Melvin and Charlie or better or worse or, or on par? I don't know. Go on, Chris. Well, the they, they, they've kind of become like a household name, like Ricky and Melvin. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it, it'd be interesting to see what they can do, but it just comes with time, doesn't it? I think that they've already got a nice little boost from like the, the diversity thing. I feel like people that are fans of diversity and know about the X. Diversity kind of was like 10 years ago though, man. Yeah, I know. I guess so, but um, they do a lot of presenting, yeah, I, I don't think, they? They do a lot of they're, they're in, shows. Yeah, they're in that. They're in that world, so I feel like they'll do quite well. I think. Oh man, do you think it will be on on par with Ricky Melvin and Charlie's Breakfast Show, or better or worse? Definitely not. May on par at best for me. Yeah, I think it yeah. will be on par. Uh, I'd, I'd, they're really good, so we'll see. Yeah, that it's anti. Well so I think it's like they, they were really good, and these guys are really inexperienced. So to then put them in, especially to go on a breakfast show, like your two most important shows on radio are your breakfast show and your drive time show. So it's mm. like, yeah. if they're not like absolutely shit hot, then there's a problem. Like we saw B- uh, Radio 1's ratings go down loads just because Grimshaw was on breakfast and that's why they changed him. So it's like those two shows make a difference. Like Greg James was on drive time. Yeah. I like Greg James. Greg uh, James are wicked. He's got a do really we, cute dog as well. Oh, well, check out check out his Instagram for the dog. Uh, do we think <laughs> do we think their lack of experience in in presenting radio shows, especially like a breakfast show, which is such um, a big big load to bear? Do we think that will most really go against them or help them or like because they're new to it or you know you think I think just be I think skate by they're already in like the entertainment world, so I think they'll pick it up quite quickly. Um, yeah, yeah. I think they'll, the be, thing is, they'll do it quite well. I'm just not quite sure if they're going to be interesting enough. Well, I think the the thing is, I'm sure there'll be segments and like little things they like they do. The the thing, obviously, Kiss like most radio stations during the day is all playlisted. I think the oh, yeah. nice thing about Ricky Melvin and Charlie was they were into their music. Like Charlie mm. obviously goes off, is in the electronic dance music world. Ricky, Melvin and Charlie do gigs. I've DJed with both of both of them and all of them together. Uh, they really do not, like when I mean they know their music. Well, <laughs> follow me, follow me at DJ Wake It. Uh, <laughs> when, um, when I say they know their music, they actually really know their music. Like they're not fake guys that pretend to know it. They know it. Um, yeah. Do you think Jordan and Perry are going to have that type of, you know, Music well, I was about to say, do you think Jordan and Perry are about to start DJing? Oh, I yeah, mean, everyone's, course, course everyone does. DJing is the easiest. Like, who was, I was listening to a podcast, I think it was yesterday or the day before, and they were talking about this. And they were like, it's really easy to just get, you know, these like random people that are like not famous for doing anything. Obviously, these guys are famous for dancing, but you know what I mean? Like people that are not famous for DJing or music. And just because it's not, it's not immensely hard to learn how to do a easy mix of like a few house tunes. Like you could pick it up if, as long as you got like a basic music knowledge, like you could learn it in like a week if you really wanted to. 
And so it's really mm. easy for them to be like, oh, right, well, let's book Jordan and Perry. Oh, what do they do though? They're just going to dance. Oh, no, they'll do like a 45 minute DJ set as well. And then they'll do a little meet and greet. Yeah, yeah, here's 10 grand. Oh, easy, nice, nice and done. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised so you're saying, if like, they they'll, they'll be, they'll like learn enough to be booked and then they'll just do that. They'll be like influencer DJs. We've, we've all seen that? celebrity DJs. Mm. Most of them are shit. Uh, look, uh, the one thing I tell on the celebrity DJs, <laughs> no, 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 because because you've got a point. You have got a point. Is but they're not there because they're, they're DJs. No, but fu- also fine kind of thing. The one thing I would say about it is there's celebrity sort of influencer DJs that do it because they want the bookings and the money, yeah. and then there's the ones that do it because they genuinely want to learn the craft like, and like be a Marvin DJ. Hughes is a sick DJ. Like, Exactly, I was going to mention that, like Marvin Humes, who Russell, Russell Peters, as well, you know, the comedian. Yeah, yeah, is a, is a bad boy scratch DJ, and it's because they generally want to know the craft. They love music, yeah. so I don't try and categorise and put all of, you know, all of them in one sort of basket because there's. But it's up to them many. to it's up to them to sort of differentiate rather than a hundred percent yes rather it's, than it's, us it's, trying to split them like they have to show us that nah it's not that kind yeah. of thing. I think they're going to be successful. I, I think so. they're going to do well. I do. I generally. Yeah, I think really well from three episodes on Britain's Got Talent, mate. Look, I, I think they're both very charismatic. They're both extremely likable. I've watched them on different shows, um, and obviously it's diversity. I think it, you'd unless the the programming is absolutely atrocious, you'd find it hard not to like them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I yeah, rate, yeah. I rate yeah. Jordan, and and Perry's kind of cool because he's like younger, so that all, it works because everyone remembers him as the little kid. Yeah, I think they're gonna uh, do okay. Now he's like right. twenty, and we're like, yes, yeah, sick. I think he, I think he's older than twenty, but he's like maybe, about yeah. our age, somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah, it's about yeah. our age. Yeah, but yeah, that was the news, guys. Okay, moving on. Should we get into reviews? Release reviews, yes. right? We're going to try and actually rinse through these because uh, we realise we take far too long, but that's still probably not going to happen. But no, we will get through them quick. We're going to this- strap yourselves in for the ride. Let's well, there's, 15, it, let's there's 15 tracks and to sort of, I'm going to explain it a little bit just because we talk about them, um, do up, down, and no one has a clue why. Um, every week we do the release reviews. We go through, I'd say normally 10 to 15 tracks. Uh, we say why we like them, if we like them. We do up or down, no in the middle anymore yeah. because you can't sit on the fence. You either like yeah, it or you don't. No one wants to be uh, neutral. No, no. But to explain up or down, up means you like it, you'd listen to it, you'd play it, you know, it's your thing. Down doesn't mean you hate it or dislike it. It just means it's not your thing. It might not be something you'd listen to. Maybe you'd play it, but it's Unless just not Unless it's the young, in which case you definitely hate it because we learned that last week. <laughs> Well, from Pav, yes, we did. You, you yeah. definitely hate it, mate. And then at the, end of, yeah, at the end of the reviews, we do a track of the week, uh, which we all pick our own track of the week. Sometimes we all agree, sometimes we don't, which is pretty much this podcast. And let's start. <laughs> oh, let's just start. Yeah, that's because, a tagline. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't, but that's just our podcast. Uh, we use that, hashtag that. Also, don't forget, <laughs> you can find you can, you can find all the tracks we talk about in this podcast like we do every week in our Spotify playlist and the link will be below and there will um, be a you- YouTube playlist as well if we can be asked to make it which we probably will be because that's a good idea 
Yeah, but we definitely have to Spotify, uh, Spotify one because yeah, yeah. I know because it's online. <laughs> yeah. Right. Let's let's start. First release, Pop Carn. It features Drake and Party Next Door. It's called Twist and Turn. It's off the Fix Tape, which dropped I think on Thursday or Friday. I can't remember which day. Um, let's start with Chris. Uh, yeah, really like this one. Uh, you know, I'm a Drake fan. It's crazy hearing him go from Only You Freestyle to this in a few weeks. <laughs> um, absolutely crazy. Uh, yeah, I really like this one. It's an up for me. Okay, uh, Pev? Yeah, I also really like this one. Uh, one thing I did notice, a bit nerdy for the group, um, but I know Chris will, and you, Red, to be fair, will appreciate this. Um, I'm pretty sure the snare in this tune is the same one that's on Blem. That's the first thing oh, that really? I realised. <laughs> I didn't notice listen that. To it. I'm going to listen now. It's like that weird, like... Like kind of like a hat clap snare yeah, mix because they all sh- there's all those produced like Boy Wonder and all those guys they all share samples. Yeah. Um, so mm. I listened to it. And it might be like, the same producer. Might I was like, oh, producer. it sounds like this. I think it was Boy Wonder was Blem, so I'm not sure about this. Um, but I was like, oh, it sounds like that. I like that song. I like this song. Big up for me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wade, oh, what do you think, that. mate? Uh, I think it's a dream collaboration. Popcorn, Drake, and Party Next Door. Just when you read that. It sounds like they it will be good, work, and it, yeah, and it is good. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not gonna just, I'm not gonna bang on about it. It's an up from me. Uh, moving on, second track, Cardi B it features Megan The Stallion. It's called WAP. Uh, the video, music video. If any of you have seen it, yes or no? Seen yeah, it? I've seen it. Yeah, it's I've crazy. Seen it. I've features seen it, Car- it features like Kylie, Kylie Jenner, uh, Normani. Features loads. Yeah, of there's a um, there's like there's this massive of- petition to get rid of Kylie Jenner in the video. <laughs> Oh yeah, but really? it's, got like, it's got like fifty k. It's got like fifty k signatures. People don't like her. No, I just why? no because people know. don't like her. What, just, uh, okay. just for what reason though? None, none, no, no, no. Just because no, people don't like Kylie Jenner. Um, no. I'm gonna start. Okay. I'm gonna start with this one. Uh, this literally sounds like what Cardi B and Megan The Stallion's song would sound like. Like, it's yeah. what you imagine. There's yeah, not imagine. really thing. It's, uh, let's face it, girls are going to love it because girls love Cardi B and Megan The Stallion separately. I, I, when and I heard the C there, I was not expecting you to say Cardi. I'm just going to be honest. Given the who contents you, of the song. Uh, yeah. Who, who, who I'm, was he going to say? <laughs> Have you actually listened to it? Yeah. I mean, apart from the fact she's talking about dick for the whole first minute and a half. Yeah, yeah. So thought, <laughs> when he said, "Because oh, girls," he was like, "It's exactly what I think they say." Because girls like cut, and I was like, "Oh, oh this is, like, this oh, is going, oh this is going nah. downward spiral." Yeah, it's, a, <laughs> nah. it's, it's, it's a pretty charged song. It's a pretty charged song. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Song. So I'm gonna say it's up. Uh, if the clubs are open, I'd be getting requests for it and playing it. Uh, I, I actually quite like it because it sounds like what I think they sound like. Uh, Chris. Yeah, I mean it's pretty crazy like some of uh, Cardi's outfits in the video are just ridiculous like impressive but like ridiculous but uh, yeah I'm up on it it's just out there and it's like bold crazy okay. are you, for sure. are, you, are you up on it because of the song or because of the video uh, we didn't no, audio here both. mate not the whole, thing, the whole package I like it's an up for me okay fair <laughs> enough um, I'm going to have to be a down only because we got rid of neutral uh, just because it wasn't yeah. really my flavour I was just like I've written here, um, okay-ish, nothing special. I was listening to it and I was like, yeah, it's just, it's just two provocative ladies talking about a dick for three minutes on a song at 85 BPM. It's kind of what I expected. Not my flavour. Don't like dick. Not a great fan of the tune. <laughs> well, fair enough. Can't relate. Can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fun can't, fact yeah. about Pev. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, right. So you're down on it. Okay, moving on. Juice World and the weekend tracks called Smile. Pav, um, I was expecting a bit more from this, you know, and I kind of listened to it. It sounded like 2014 weekend, um, mm. which is cool. Except that was six years ago. Like he's got a new sound now. I was hoping it was going to sound more like the weekend's new stuff rather than like Juice World sort of. I say old stuff, like his only stuff. Um, again, I'm going to have to be a down by virtue of there's no neutral uh, because I wrote okay-ish and that's it. I was just like, okay, yeah, it's like, just, just sounds like Lucid Dreams part 17. Okay, yeah. Okay, Chris? Yeah, uh, Juice World, uh, rest in peace, but I'm really not on like the whole Juice World hype, including this song. Didn't really do anything for It's a bit me, depressing, so. isn't it? Yeah, and I kind of like, I like to listen to music that makes me feel good. That's why I listen to music. So it's just not really something I'd enjoy. And I like, so I'm gonna have to go down on this one. Without without hey. cutting you there, like you know, like Neo's so sick of love songs. That is a really mm. sad song, but in a weird way, it makes you feel a little bit happy. It's because it's <laughs> wrote I mean? in a um, it's wrote in a at least the uh, melody like happy it works. key. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Juice World and the Weekend Smile. I'm I'm up on it because I like the fact it's sad. Because Juice World is a sad rapper and the Weekend is a sad singer. Um, so it, yeah, I guess that, it works well that way. I guess it I feel sounds. Like the beat was too depressing for me. That's why I nah, didn't like it. Nah, I like it. I like the old Weekend stuff and I like Juice World. So I'm up on it. I'd listen to it and I'd play it. Um, okay, get my favourite groups next. D Block Europe. We won. I I will start with this one. Here we go. <laughs> well, it's not what you're going to think I'm going to say. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I am. Um, I'm up on it. I actually like it. I'll tell you why I like it. Mad. It, does, it doesn't Mad. sound too much like D Block. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> what I thought as well. Yeah. Which they've, they've, they've gone out of sounding the same on every song. So I'm up on it mm. purely because if they do more stuff like this, then I'll be up on everything they put out. Um, Chris? Yeah, uh, I think it's cool. Um, actually, not my favourite D-block they've done, but I think it's cool, and I agree with you. It's something different. I think the beat yeah. goes hard. So the beat is hard, so I'm going to go up. I'm a bit half and half. I'm not quite sure whether to go, because I did really, really like the beat, but I didn't really like the lyric, like the uh, the vocals and stuff. I didn't think they were anything mm. special. Like, I really hate the over-auto-tune stuff. But, um, That's just their sound now, isn't it? Yeah, I don't really like that. So I'm going to have to go down because when I listened to it uh, two hours ago, I put uh, D-Block and then the next line was dead. So I have to assume that I didn't like it. Wow. And everyone thought it'd be me that didn't like it. But I really liked the beat though. Okay, so you just wished it weren't D-Block on it. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if we'd had like, uh, (laughs) like if Retch was on it or something. Oh, if Giggs was on it, guess a Giggs beat, bro. It's a Giggs beat. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm. let's move. Let's move on yeah. something a bit more dancey. House Gospel Choir and the legendary Todd Terry. The track's called My Zulu. Uh, Chris, uh, yeah, as you know, partial to a bit of house music, but this one didn't really wow me. Obviously, Todd Terry, house legend. Um, yeah, I don't know. Didn't didn't go crazy for this one, but yeah, didn't really do it for me. So I'm gonna have to go down on this one, unfortunately. But big up Todd Terry, legend. I'm gonna go. So, I'm, hang on, hang on. I'm softening the blow. Big up to Terry. You track shit. That's, that's <laughs> pretty much. It's difficult. You can't. You can't really hate on Todd Terry. But I no, you can't. No, it's quite disappointing. The track. Was no, fair enough. Okay. All right, Pav. 
Um, I really like the vibe of the tune. I really like the vocals on it. Um, mm-hmm. I also thought that the piano was not like overdone. I thought it was really nice. My only criticism, and I think this is probably why Chris doesn't like it as well. The tune didn't really drop. Like you're sort of expecting that one big drop. And I feel like it never really happened. Yeah, it doesn't really go anywhere, does it? There's no yeah, it sort of stays very level. There's no increase in energy. But I'll go up because I really like the vocal and I really like the piano. Okay. Uh, my thoughts on the track, the reasons you didn't like it are the reasons I like it. Mm. Including, oh, including, including the reasons you do like it. It sounds like Todd Terry type house, which doesn't really drop. It's funky. It's soulful. It's got really like the house gospel choir's voices are amazing. The, the production's really well done. It sort of epitomizes a proper summer feel good house track that's not overly produced or overly influenced by a major record label to get a number one and push it, push it, push it. It's just really fun. It's just funky and it's soulful and it's, yeah, I play it. I play it and I listen to it. Um, so I'm up on it. Okay. Hardy Caprio tracks called nine lives. Uh, I'll start. Uh, it's a good track. Nothing overly wrong with it. Nothing that I could really moan about or nothing I could say that's bad about it, but I'm down on it because it just sounds like, every other track that's out like if you put that in a mix i'd just be like uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't shazam it most probably so but i'd I'd play it in sets i would play it in sets Uh, i just personally wouldn't listen to it myself just because it sounds very samey um so i'm down on it uh pav um i'm up on it i really like heidi caprio i think he's he might be my favorite artist out of that whole kind of group of artists in that sort of style in that sort of age group and mm-hmm. I really like his flows and I really like his bars. And I feel like when he raps on tunes, it's, it can often sound quite melodic, which I like. Um, mm-hmm. I was just really happy. There was like a 140-ish BPM song that wasn't drill. Like that's yeah, the yeah. point for me. Um, and I think that's probably what tipped it over the edge. Um, I can understand what you're saying. It did take me a little bit to get into it, but I rate it. it happy it's, not it's, happy it's, it's not Happy bad. it's not drill. If yeah, he okay. made it a drill song, it would have ruined it completely. So you're up on it then, yeah? Yeah, I'm up. Okay, Chris? Uh, really like Hardy Caprio. I actually like this track. The beat is really cool. Uh, yeah. It's like a drill beat, but it's like a soft drill beat. It's like, it's as like half, said, it's half like a, R&B, isn't it? Yeah. And it's got like a, it's like drill tempo, like drill rhythm, but it's like a bit softer. So big up to the drill, producer. And, drill and um, bay. Interesting. One, just one quick thing I want to ask you about this, actually. I've heard it like three or four times. I can't tell from the lyrics exactly what is he like flexing or is he like saying something a bit deeper? Because sometimes Hardy Capro gets a bit deep with his lyrics, which I quite like. I've, I've got the I, answer I don't know. Have you? Yeah, sorry. I just, I, I feel like I'm after genius this, but wait, if you've heard it. Yeah, I've got the answer. Uh, Hardy Capro, if you're listening, could you comment down below? Because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, Do I, don't, know? I, generally, I generally don't know now. It's an interesting one. I don't know. Some of these let me get the, the, let me get the bars on. You guys the beat, the, yeah, the beat is quite soft. It's an it's an interesting track. So that's why I like it. It's it's something a bit a bit different. Um, yeah, I'm going to go up on it. But yeah, it'd be interesting to read about the lyrics because I feel like he's got something to say in the lyrics. I think, but it's just, or maybe it's the way he delivers them. It's interesting. The, the one fair to about it, even though I gave it a down, it's not bad. It's not like some of these when we say down because they're shit. Basically, it's actually a really good track. And like the reason mm. we do the up and down is some of the stuff is for us. Some of it isn't. Um, as a DJ, 
I I really like it. Mm. Personally, I just wouldn't listen to it. Like uh, it's yeah. really boring, ain't it? I just wouldn't listen to it. Or if I did listen to it, I wouldn't then be like, oh my god. Uh, like I wouldn't be Shazam in it. Um, yeah. Have have you found out about the lyrics? Are you? Yeah, no, it's kind of flexing still. It's just flexing, yeah. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. I think what I'm getting cool way, is just the way. Yeah, I think what I'm getting at is that it's just the way it's delivered with the beat and the style of it. It's something that I personally haven't heard much in UK kind of hip hop or that mm-hmm. kind of scene. So yeah, well, look, he gets two ups and one down. That's not bad going. Um, Sub focus mm. on Wilkinson's uh, the next track, and the track is called "Air I Breathe." Um, anyone want to go first on this one? I'll go first if you like. I was a big Sub Focus fan uh, back oh, yeah. in the day, 2011, 2012. Um, and uh, yeah Rocket that album um, and Desire the track he put out which I don't think is with Wilkerson it's with Dimension that was really good love that track but this one it just sounded a little bit I'm going to have to say samey does it sound do you you think it sounds amazing production just a little bit samey do you think it sounds sub-focused samey or like in terms of like the genre samey no, not the, not the genre. I think just some focus and Wilkinson saying, if you listen to their previous releases, they did one called Take Me Up. It sounds like yeah. very similar to this. So it sounds like all the off production. Yeah, these guys, production wise, sound, what width, loudness, the whole thing they do, amazing. But this is just very samey, the actual okay. kind of feel of the track. So up or down? Down, down okay. Down on this one. Uh, Pav, do you want to go next? Um, I'm up. Because I don't listen to too much drum and bass and that style. And I listened to it and I was like, oh, this makes me feel good. So it got up for me. Wicked. That is the perfect answer you've just given. Short, concise, and you've set up. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, sub-focus on Wilkerson, Era Breathe. Uh, I agree. I'm literally up for all the same reasons as you. I'm not big in drum and bass. Like I don't play a lot of drum and bass. Uh, I know about drum and bass. It's just not my scene. I know people that are love it but to death mm. um i really like self focus i really like wilkinson it's it, again it seems to be a running theme throughout these reviews especially today is that what it sounds how it looks on paper it sounds like a self focus on wilkinson track yeah which is why i like it because i like i like it when artists sometimes do what they're known for um mm. so for me it's an up okay a lot of boys featuring camille the track's called miss jagger uh, I can start with this one. Well, I really like Lotto Boys. I like Camille's vocals. Um, I generally just quite like the track, so it just gets an up. Uh, it's good. I, I, I hope it's not a filler track, because I think it's better than a filler track, but it could be. Um, Pav? Um, I completely disagree with you. I think it absolutely is ab- 100% a filler track. I think it's it did, for me, absolutely nothing. It felt like there were... There, it did like nothing for me musically, emotionally, physically. Um, Mad. I thought you just sounded like it. Just sounded like it just sounded like I say normal lot of boys, but you know when they made bad vibe and that went big. Like I yeah. feel like they're just trying to find the next bad vibe rather than just making kind of cool tunes. Like I just feel like a lot of this stuff sounds a lot of the same. It, uh, I wrote here sounds like they're trying to be too pop when I listen to it, and it, that's what it felt like rather than just making choose like maybe that's what they're into but it doesn't feel like that like coming from no don and tunes like that and then yeah. making this i'm like we obviously like that music and i think you sound probably better on that but yeah so i'm gonna have to go down okay chris yeah i think 
uh, Lotto boys, they're back. I swear they broke up. And now they're back. No, uh, uh, you might Matt, who is there, who was their manager and third member. There was a big dispute about them and then they all broke up. But the, I thought there was only two of them. Lucas stayed together. Yeah, I thought it was just them two. Well, right. that's, not in my, that's not in my news. We're not talking about it. Move on to the track. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, um, that's right. So, yeah, no, the track, the track. Um, yeah, the track's cool. Uh, it didn't, like, wow me, uh, but it's, uh, it's good. Uh, it's a good track, uh, so I'm going to go with that. Okay. It's definitely going to get played out at JD Sports. So, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> like, we, we all know it will, and I'm sure when we're in JD Sports, we'll all go, oh, that's the track that Pav hates. Um, <laughs> moving on, one of my favourite producers, Hudson Mohawk. The track is called Monte Fisto. Um, I'll go first with this one because, yeah, I'll put it on the list. And Anne is, is one of my favourites. Uh, I really like the track. It sounds like Hudson Mohawk. It's trappy. It's funky. It's got like some sped up, you know, like vocals. It's it just, it's Hudson Mohawk. And it sounds a bit like the stuff he did when he was doing the Tonight stuff. Um, I am all for this track. And I would play it in a set whether people liked it or not. And I'm up on it. And that's the Chris. real reason why you haven't got any gigs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'll play, I'll play Hudson Mohawk in my gigs and I'm doing just fine. Thank you very much. Do you, do uh, you actually? Oh, do you actually yeah. play Hudson Mohawk? Yeah, yeah. Mad. Mate, we've got Mate. the DJ together and you've played it. I would have lost my mind if you did. That's yeah, um, I can't, uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of what ones I do. I, I did, he do play, did he do High Ground? Or is that T-N-G-H-T? Uh, tonight, yeah, that's that's the him and, I can't remember who he did it with, but that's him and someone else, and High Ground that's is not, their that's song. That's not Hudson yeah. Mohawk. That's not that's Hudson Mohawk. That's Hudson Mohawk, that's Hudson oh, Mohawk and um, another artist that he collaborated with. Oh, right, okay, like, yeah, yeah. It, uh, I'm going to literally look who it is now. Anyway, um, so yeah, while oh, you're searching for it, Chris, what do you think of the tune? Oh, the tunes. Yeah. Um, do you know what? Oh, uh, the tune. For me, yeah, the tune. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the track, not my favourite Hudson Mohawk's done. I've not listened to him in years since what we're talking about now, the Tonight Project and stuff. That's when I used to listen to him. I was a big fan. Didn't really do a lot for me, this track, to be honest. It was a bit too much for me. A bit too far out there, a bit too crazy. So I'm going to have to go down on this one. Um, yeah. You're getting cut. Oh, sorry. Ways firing me tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. uh, the the quickly just to obviously give you the background. The higher grand song by tonight is Hudson Mohawk and Lunis. That's their. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and the track that I always play. Sorry, I uh, want to think is Duck Sauce Energy, the Hudson Mohawk remix. I always play that. Oh, I love that. Uh, Pav. Faults, and I can't believe you're down on it, Chris. We're no longer friends. Uh, oh. well, uh, <laughs> I think this is becoming a one-man podcast because I thought it was a bit shit. Oh, uh, I listened to it. And oh I was my like, God, what? I listened to it. And I, was like, be upset. I was like, has Wade made a typo? Or does he actually want me to listen to this tune? <laughs> so yeah, oh, no, uh, he's going to be upset now. Did, didn't write it down, <laughs> down for me. Mm. Um, do you know, Pat, do you think it's like it's just a bit too like out there? Do you think that's what yeah, I, thought. I was I'm just to it. I was like, trying to get into it. I was just like, this is just too crazy. Yeah, it but listen, like a bit, listen, it's a bit trying you know, for me. Yeah, do you know Hudson Mohawk? Pat? Nope, first one I've ever listened to. Listen, listen to some of the older stuff yeah. though. He's he's got some beats, mate. Like some beats. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's trying to save yourself with Wade. <laughs> no, he's legendary. Honestly, Google Hudson Mohawk and read up about him. You'll be like, did not know he did all this stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, crazy. Okay, right, moving on because 
you's talking bad about this is depressing. <laughs> uh, next, <laughs> next artist and track is IMDDB. The track's called End of the World. Uh, I can go first on this again. Uh, I like it. Uh, I really like IMDDB stuff in general. End of the World is a good track. Uh, it will get an up from me, but just get an up from me. Like there's nothing crazy about it. Um, but I don't hate on it. Oh, and I really like her as an artist. Uh, Chris. I really like this track. Um, I'd actually definitely listen to it. It's just like quite melodic. It's got a bit of like an R&B sort of vibe about it. Um, I think the video didn't fit the track, but I do like yeah. the track. So uh, I'm going to go up because this is a wicked one and big up I need to be. She is sick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Pev? Cool. Um, I don't really listen to too much IMDDB life. It comes on, I'll listen to it, but I'm not searching for it. Um, the mm. instrumental was pretty cool. Um, didn't really write her bars though in it, so I have to go down just because I don't listen mm. to her music. So she's, I was hoping that this tune would wow me with some bars, but it didn't. So, okay, mm. it's another okay. down. Well, moving another on swiftly, one. another insert DJ, <laughs> another one. <laughs> um, moving on, 45 Roller, the track's called Rain. It's Shy FX's alias, 45 Roller. Um, Chris. Uh, I'm going to have to go down on this one. It just didn't, no. again, it didn't really do nothing for me. Uh, Shy FX is wicked. Uh, this one didn't make me go crazy. Um, Pab, you saying no? I thought you, like, I thought you didn't really like drum and bass that much. Or are yeah, you but, like... You are yeah, but I like Shy FX. Shy FX isn't really drum and bass, though. He's a bit like half-half. He's got that raggedy hey, going like on a, still, though, ain't he? He's a drum and bass legend, mate. He sure Yeah, but as in, like, he's, he's like, like drum and bass, but, like, on that on the verge of, like, jungle. Like, he's on that edge of the spectrum. Yeah, oh, okay. He's not on, like, the EDM bit, yeah. end of the spectrum, if you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, wait, um, are you up or down? I have to go... Uh, I have to go down on this one. So, Wade, we're going to have to record this on our own again. <laughs> <laughs> Should I go on this one? Go on, mate. Uh, I'm up on it. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm up on it. Um, I've not heard, I don't know if the 45 roller alias is something he's used before. If it's new, I've, I don't know. I'm not, like I said, I'm not big into drum and bass or jungle or any of that. Uh, but I think Shifex is sick. And I think this alias is sick. This track is sick. It's a big up from me. If I was to play drum and bass, I would play it. If I, I'd listen to this happily as well, um, which is saying quite a lot from me. Yeah. Um okay. I, I would I would have to agree. Um I do really like Shot Effects, so I might be slightly biased. Um I just feel like when I listen to his drum and bass in particular and that kind of style, um it always sounds very, very melodic. It's very musical. Mm. He's got a lot of instruments in there, like he's still got that ragged style of production. So he's still got like the like your trumpets and your horn sections and stuff like that, which I think wise music does so well. Um, and yeah. this song again is no exception. Big up, love you, shy. So you're up on it, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Moving on, we spoke about uh, this guy earlier in the news signing his deal with Rock Nation. As Charlie Sloth, the track features Dino and Polo G, and it's called Purple. Um, I'm sure we all want to talk about this track. Uh, Chris, you can go with. You can go first. Yeah, uh, really like this one. I mean, it's a, kind of like a tastemaker as Charlie Sloth. You're going to expect some quality and it doesn't disappoint. It's quality and a wicked kind of US-UK hookup. Um, yeah, Charlie Sloth making things happen is an up for me. Pev? I didn't like it. Ooh. Oh. 
Oh, I know. Hello. I'd like to. I'd, I'd like to point out we don't actually talk about these tracks until the podcast. So these are genuine reactions. I mean, I didn't listen yeah, to them yeah, until yeah. two hours ago, so that's even better. That's, it's full fresh yeah, in fresh. mind. Fresh. Fresh. Um, yeah, I just wasn't a huge fan. I was listening to it and I was like, "Yeah, it's all right." It was cool with Polo G on it, and then Dino came in, and I don't know why everyone hypes Dino like it's a big man thing because I don't think he's that good. I think he's alright I don't think he's like people First it was out... B Young And Nas Dino No 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 Like, like Dino's young at it So he can improve But like Like he does sound good But people are making it out Like he's the new Michael Jackson Especially in the hip hop world <laughs> They, make, You know because Dino's The only guy that can hold a note everyone's Yeah like, yeah he can sing Yeah, yeah Everyone's like Oh yeah but what about Dino But what about Dino And it's like Yeah but Dino couldn't even Suck the toe of Sam Smith So what we're we really talking about just because just because he sings a couple of r&b songs like yeah so uh, i put average so i'm going down on that after that scathing review i could find <laughs> listen, no listen wait, no, dino's, really getting, like song, so what, dino's, dino's getting off lightly this week think about the young last week oh, poor, so, i feel sorry for young, he's, he's over it's over what did you just say back <laughs> So what was that? Then? I said B and got ended last week. At least Dino's Dino's got it lightly, man. <laughs> he has, he has got it lightly this week. Hashtag yeah, Pab's man. unpopular opinion. Um, That's just because I think <laughs> Dino actually does make some good songs. Okay, mm. all right. Well, well, look, I'll give young. my foot. Uh, oh God, I'll give my thoughts on the track "Purple." Uh, Charlie Sloth featuring Dino and Polo G. Uh, I really like it for the same reasons Chris likes it. Um, I think it's a good collaboration. It's not something you'd expect. I wouldn't put Polo G and Dino together. That's obviously because mm. of Charlie Sloth. Um, look, with the whole Rock Nation signing, I definitely think he can most probably bridge the gap between US and UK. Um, and this is a good starting block for it. So it's up from me. Okay, mm. moving on. Saffron Stone. The track's called All Over Again, taking it back to the house scene. Um, yeah. Track's called All Over Again. Chris, yeah. you are the resident house head. You can start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, really like this one. Something like really unique. Uh, like it's faster tempo. Uh, it's really cool. Obviously, it's quite kind of low key. It's been released on, I know Love Juice is uh, independent. It's wicked, independent. Um, and obviously, they've been like collaborating Love Juice and Saffron Stone. Like, so I hope the track does well because the track is something new and unique and it could be a massive boost. Um, from my knowledge it's, of house so it's getting a lot of um, lot of features it was in Mr Jam's dance anthem show I think it Ooh, got featured on Spotify Jam. New Music uh, UK it was the cover mm. um, so it's, it's picking up traction yeah something real different so uh, it's a big up from me okay Pav uh, yeah I liked it as well it was a cool tune uh, I really liked the vocal on it um, so yeah mm. I forgot what Nothing much more to okay. say about it. Okay. Saffron Stone all over again, out on Love Juice Records. Uh, my opinion really on this is I really like it. Like it sound, When I first started listening to it, I thought, right, okay. Yeah, and you're like, it's, it's a house track. It's a good house track. And then the vocal was like, yeah, spot on. Um, mm. I would play it. I would listen to it. Um, I can't knock it. I really can't. It's a really good summer release. And again, it's independent on Love Juice Records. Uh, I can't, I can't knock it. I really can't. It's a good, ravey summer tune and the vocal mm. is 10 out of 10. So it's an up for me. Like 
Okay, moving from independent label to major label Doja Cat. The track's called Freak. Um, I'll start with this one. Uh, I don't like it. Won't play it. Don't want to listen to it. It, it just Ooh. sounds. Like a, it's true. It just sounds. Oh. It, it sounds like other Doja Cat records, but like it's just all right. It's look. If in the middle was there, it would be in the middle, but it just doesn't okay. do anything for me. All right, Chris, go on, Chris. Do you want to go next? So I'm down. Yeah, uh, didn't do anything for me either. To be honest, uh, I'm gonna have to go down as well. I don't have anything to say about it. I just I was no, heard it. I was like, oh, okay. Never going to go back to it personally. So yeah, I have to go yeah. down, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Two downs. Pav, save it with an app. Well, I mean, if you guys are looking for the fairy tale story there, it's not happening. Uh, um, it's just a bit shit, isn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> it's just a bit shit. It's just it's a just bit. Sweet. It's that classic, oh, let's sample a song and put it on a pop tune and it's going to sound really good. And it's like, no, don't, don't do that. It's Stop. just, yeah. Um, I put uh, and I quote when I listen to it, um, hate it. Uh, sounds like a shitty John Lewis advert song, and that's exactly wow. what it sounds like. And that's exactly where it's she's going to make her money. So I'm not going to cost her for that because make it things in it. But hundred percent, it's going to be on like available now at Walmart. Like it's going to be one of them things. Yeah. It? So three downs. Yeah, three downs. Uh, that one's out of the park. Okay, last track in the reviews. It's by Riton. It features Boy Matthews on the vocals. The track's called Too High. Chris, we were speaking before the podcast briefly about this, so you could you can start with it if you want. Yeah, this is a whack track. I mean, I get Riton. This like got that indie <laughs> thing going on. Like it's this uh, is a whack track. I'd have to. I literally. I'm going to use the word whack right now for this track. Um, Riton. Uh, he always like pushes boundaries, which I always respect, as you know from what I've. Yeah, how I've spoken about music like on previous episodes, but yeah, this one's just too much for me. After tracks like Reason Fake ID, which you've got to check out if you haven't heard it, this one is just pushing it. It's gone beyond cool. Now it's just out too much out there for me. So big up Reason, but this track is just too much for me, mate. So I have to go down. Have oh, I actually quite liked it, I'm not gonna lie. It was vibes, you know what? That synth is just crazy. It was vibes, just... though, in it. Vibes, okay. Oh, it, vibe, it, it felt a bit vibesy for me. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, I was listening to it and I was like, "Oh, yo, this is this is kind of all right." I was just mm. like, "Yeah, it had me moving." So I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, in, I, I love it." Have you heard um, uh, "Fake ID" read on and uh, "Rinse and Repeat" read on? Have you heard those two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you think do you prefer those or do you, do you like this one? What do you think? I definitely prefer That's, those. Those tracks are records, man. Yeah, but they're, they're big tunes, man. Like, this is just a... Mm. I think some artists are allowed to have just okay tunes sometimes. Yeah, mm. oh yeah, you are allowed okay. yeah. Like yeah, Sometimes true. they're allowed just okay. Like, not every tune can be a banger, because otherwise then there's no point releasing albums. Huh? What? Segway? <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> we'll get to it, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Uh, are, you up, are you up or down on it? Uh, oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I'll go up. I, I'll put vibes with four S's as my conclusion. So I assume that's that enough. Okay. Uh, I'm up on it. I'm like Chris, like, I know Chris, you, yeah, look, Ritten's older stuff is really, really well done. Uh, I don't think this is bad. Um, look, it's, it's going to get like playlisted on like dance anthems and, you know, kiss fresh and stuff like that. Look, I don't, I don't dislike it at all. 
Uh, the yeah. sympathy is a bit mental, but look, push boundaries, do it because when you've got tracks like the one before, like Doja Cat, it's better to do something different than. True. So I'm up, I'm up on it. I'm up on it. Okay, that is literally all the releases this week uh, that we've Woo. reviewed. Like I said, if you want to listen to any of them, which you should, and you can either agree or disagree with us, uh, make sure you listen to Spotify playlist. You can search it. It's called No Drinks in the Booth. Buy the No Drinks in the Booth. Uh, and the link is will be below as well. And it's obviously yeah. on all our social medias. Yeah. Um, before we completely end this, track of the week, out of the 15 tracks we reviewed, which one would be your track of the week? Um, anyone want to start? I'll go. Um, go on, Pev. Bringing it back to the beginning. I think the best tune this week is that new Popcorn and Drake one, man. I mm. think I have the least bad things to say about it. Like, even the other tunes that I did like, I was like, yeah, they're not perfect, though. Where I was listening to this song, I was like, nah, it's just full vibes. And I like everyone's bit on this tune. So, for me, that's that's my tune of the week. Okay. Uh, Chris, track of the week. My favourite will have to be uh, Saffron Stone all over again of Juice Records. Um, mm. Out of all the selection this week, just me personally, really enjoying that one. Uh, yeah, that, that would be my favourite tune this week. Okay, I'll finish this off. Uh, my favourite track, do you want to guess what my favourite track is? You can do a little oh. guessing game. Um, is it that fucking Monty Fisto one? Hudson Mohawk. Yeah, that guy. Oh, yes, cool. it is. Yeah. Oh, that, is my track of the, that is my track of the week. Uh, I would have picked Popcorn, but uh, I don't think we should all have the same track of the weeks. We should have whoa, three different whoa, yeah, don't, don't do it because of that. Just well, pick, pick your tune on it. No, honestly, the best track out of... <laughs> what is this? The best what is this? Politician's Yeah, wait. Yeah, wait. Pick your I'm tune. I'm turning into Chris. Yeah. Uh, look, the Popcorn one is, is a major we got track. rid of Neutral, man. Well, <laughs> okay. Okay, look, I'm still going to back the Hudson Mohawk one because yeah, the popcorn one, the popcorn one, as great as it is as a collaboration, and I completely agree with it being a track of the week. Uh, the one I listen to the most would mostly be Hudson Mohawk. So there you go. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, there you go. And I'll mostly be playing it in my sets long after I'm playing Twist and Turn. Twist and turn, close second. Yeah, yeah. Close second. Okay, oh, yeah? that is the news. That is the reviews. Thanks. And like I said, make sure you check out the Spotify playlist because I put a lot of hard work into adding them tracks. Like yes. All, all big four minutes. Way. Yeah, it takes me about, you know, yeah, a couple of minutes. Yeah, big, big up <laughs> and, for doing that. And I'm on paper. Like I actually use paper, save the planet. Yeah. Just um, just three pounds a month means that uh, Wade will be able to afford a charger for his phone. So he, just, <laughs> so he can just use his iPhone instead of paper. And oh no, I like it. I like it. Paper, pen, I get to tick stuff off. And you, when you just ramble on about shit, I can write little points down. Don't have talk for too long. Don't bring up the young. Leave out the no. When we start rambling, Wade has to have something to do, you know. So we don't, you know, we can't. He's actually playing noughts and crosses against himself. Yeah, Honestly, when you start rambling, I could easily leave get a snack and come back and no one would know. <laughs> it's only that it's, yeah, I'm gonna, it's the fact that it's only videoed that if this, mm. there was no video, no YouTube, you would not know. I'd be, <laughs> I, I'd have a pack of Doritos or something. Oh, or, or, or some big, fruit, big, be healthy. Big, I could go for some Doritos. <laughs> big up for the news. That was, uh, that was good. And the news and reviews is here every week, yeah. whether you like it or not. Um, yes. Well, 
Hopefully, <laughs> you like that. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully you like it. Hopefully you like it. The first hour of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you ain't turned off. Uh, okay, that's me done. So I'm going to get Doritos. See you later. <laughs> well, big, big up Wade for that. Well, let's get onto the big topic. You know that big headline that we do every week and then we talk about something different for the first hour. Is the big topic this week. Is the album dead? The album is dead. Is it just singles? What do we think, guys, on a base value? So there's this whole big argument, especially now, kind of the advent of streaming and all that kind of stuff, like lack of physical sales. Does it even matter if you release albums anymore? Like, can you be a credible artist by just releasing singles? Do people even give a shit? Chris, go on. Let, let me know. Should, your, should we answer them questions all in one cup? Like, just give uh, me your opening thoughts. Let me know what, what opening you think. Opening thoughts. When, when you okay, think yeah, album versus first. single and what you think about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go first. I think, uh, just as an overview, I think that the older artists generally can get away with releasing albums. And when I say older, I mean like the ones that have been around for longer. So your Adele's take okay. that. Um, Michael Bublé, Ed Sheeran, you know, the ones that have been active in music for say 10 years or, or even longer than that, 20 years, but you know, every artist is different. So I think, you know, if the older artists can release albums, I think newer artists, um, there's no point releasing an album if you're a newer artist within the first three or four years of your, um, oh you know, kind of career. Um, uh, defined career is when, you know, you're selling tickets and you have a fan base and, you know, big or small. I reckon three or four years, there's, there's no point because people just want singles and, um, you know, people don't access music as albums anymore. Like people don't buy albums. They don't, I think they don't look for albums unless it's a massive push, like a massive push from the artists and their management and their label and all their promotion. So yeah, that's what I think as a overview. Mad, uh, Wade, what are you thinking? As the uh, elder statesman of the group. Uh, no one would tell by this place. No one would know. Um, I completely disagree with Chris. Like, Whoa. Well, that's really handy. Let's go. No. Yeah, no, I do. Uh, because, and I'm just going to use an example, Pop Smoke. Yeah. The album, the whole album went into the Billboard Top 100 every single track um, because people were listening to the whole album. Um, and he's not been around four years. Um, that's just sort of like a, a sort of segue into, I know you're saying like you shouldn't do it after, you should do it after four years. People are waiting on the new Drake album, not the new Drake single. People are waiting for the new Kanye oh. album, the, the Donda album or the Yandy one or whatever it's called, uh, not the single. Um, even when it comes to the Ed Sheeran's, especially because Ed Sheeran, the way he schedules his releases and the way he operates people wait for that album not the single um i don't think i think it's very much dependent on what genre you're in so to throw something in here then do you think that rappers and hip-hop artists etc releasing albums is a bit pointless as no. opposed to maybe rock artists or popular no. artists that maybe need the album no, uh, look, I think, not to stray away from your point, I think the only sort of thing, this, the only sort of genre this might appeal in 
is maybe dance or electronic music. And even then there's some dance and electronic albums that come out that people were excited about. Chris was speaking earlier off the podcast about Low Stepper's album. Um, Cause he I know he's had a Low Stepper. Yeah. I know he's had a lot of singles, but you was really excited about that album. Um, and when you look at the, the rappers, people are excited for their, their album. They're not excited for a Travis Scott single. They want a new Travis Scott album. You know, they want a new Pop Smoke album, Juice World album, you know, um, ASAP Mob. People want the well, albums. N- nobody wants an ASAP Mob album, let's be real. I do. Why, why would you say that, Pev? Bit dry. No. What? What, what, ASAP, what, Rocky? ASAP Mob, as in like their collective type album, or like ASAP, as in all of them separately are dead. I mean, <laughs> a bit of both. That's just because I don't like American music. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So that, that's just, preference. I'll just shit on the whole of that side. But um, do you I think, think... I think, sorry, quickly, just to go back to the point, I think unless you're maybe in maybe a dance or electronic music world, then albums are slightly, maybe not as popular as if you're in the pop, R&B, hip-hop country because country albums i know they don't sell over here but in america like taylor it's swift huge. Like, pop there it's pop, huge. There. It's pop yeah. there in yeah. middle america yeah so like yeah. I, I just completely disagree i think the album's still well and truly alive i just think it's different how people consume it but the thing is, just just to uh retell that what you said about pop smoke do you think that was the album or do you think that's just the tracks on the album the ones that's got a music video the ones that have been pushed is it, is oh. it the album that people listen to? Is album. it just the individual Mood tracks? Swings no, is it the album? Video. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I That's think the it's the whole, the, the, the whole album. Yeah. Mm, it, okay. I would say the album because there's That's not a really track. That's a good song, by the way. There's not a track on the album that you would go, eh, it's filler. Like literally every track could be a single. Which yeah. is a sign of a good, at, which is a sign of a very, very good album. I'd like to point out that not every album is that good. the only people that, that do that is like, when Kanye did like 808s and heartbreaks and yeah. albums like that, like it's really hard to make every song sound like a single. Yeah. It just, it doesn't, it, yeah, it's, it's like a 1% chance of it happening, but yeah. artists do do it. Um, and Pop Smoke is the 2020 sort of the, the most recent to do the it. Flag so, bearer. Yeah. If he can do it, then I don't see why other artists can't. Personally. So, that's just, that's just me. Do you guys think that it matters in terms of uh, what's the word? Like the uh, format of which people listen to their albums. So if they listen to physical copies or streams, or even if they buy the album on like iTunes or something, do you think that makes a difference in terms of whether people actually still sell albums? Because obviously, this it's no secret that the single is more popular now. Otherwise, this wouldn't be a question. Um, yeah the singles chart is obviously a lot more lucrative than an album number one. Cause I don't really think an album number one now really matters anything. I don't think it means anything. I think it makes more money. I think it makes more money, but I think in terms of, so like if you get a number one single, everyone's like, damn, you had a number one single. Whereas if you're like, Oh yeah, we've got a number one album. It's like, yeah, all right. Join the queue, mate. Yeah. But I think, I think if you get like a, a multi-platinum album, as opposed to a multi-platinum but single. But if you look at the charts on, like the UK charts specifically, we'll stick on that because uh, I don't think any of us know n- nearly enough about the Billboard charts to talk deeply about it. Um, 
It's a big chart. That's a big, yes, a lot of chart to talk about. Top 100, yeah. Yeah. Um, So let's say, so like we listen to it, every single rapper that releases an album just happens to go number one, which is cool because they're all bigger now. They're all like pop artists, but most of them don't really deserve to have number ones, if you know what I mean. Uh, Not saying that they haven't worked for it, but when you listen to it, you're like, yeah, this isn't a great album. It's just, the best of a bad bunch on the week. What do you guys think about that? Chris, you look like you're itching well, to say something. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think that's like, it's just subjective, isn't it? I mean, I, I feel like there's going to be albums that, what, what artists would you, you know what you said about, you know, so you said about rappers, you're saying it's a best so, of a bad bunch of what's in the charts, is that what you're saying? And then the rapper gets to the top of the charts in the UK. Is that so what you're I think, about? I think a big thing in the UK, particularly now, I think the rappers are so influential that their yeah. albums don't have to be great to go number one in the album chart. I think they just need to be decent, maybe have a couple of big tunes on there and they're in. Whereas before, when you're talking number one albums, uh, and I know, again, this is a stretch, but if we're talking like the whole Blur Oasis battle, that was like, right, these are two shit-hot albums. And it's literally a case of who can sell the most copies. And I respect that there's no streaming or anything like that. And it's a completely different time. But those were two quality albums. And that was a regular occurrence. I feel like now, when I go on Instagram and stuff, I'm like, oh, as ex-rapper, oh, he's releasing an album. Yeah, he'll have a number one. Like, I feel like before it meant something, and now it's almost like to be like sort of certified in the group, you just have to have a number one album. Like when Crepton Conan went number one back in the day, that was big. They were the first ever independent artist to go number one. That was a really big deal. And I think does that, that not just does that not just show that the landscape of being independent and you know even I don't want to use the word urban because it's a, a shit term, but like the urban music especially uk urban music whether it's rap or drill or r&b or afro beats or, or reggae whatever it is um that just shows that it's more popular than ever because they're actually they're beating out the likes of i don't know bradley walsh's swing hits you know glad they're doing that you no but like cause you, you, didn't he? mate you look at some of the album charts you've got like ava max and you've got proper pop stars like taylor swift and blah 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 blah, yeah. blah. she's like, one at the moment i think but it shows that these artists have a real passionate following, a passionate audience, a passionate listener. Do you base. think they're just the wait, best wait. music that's coming out of England and we're listening to UK music now, so that's become a thing where people are just listening. Obviously, no, we what, all listen to way more UK music now than before. So do you think- Which artists were you thinking about? You know what you were saying, Pepper, about how you know they get, they get a number one album and that's kind of ticking a box. Is it worth yeah. for their you know, like, themselves? And I don't know like, if he's like, had a number one album. Uh, but you know, like your Hardy Caprios and that style of artist. And I can't, I can't mm. name one. So I can't even be like, oh, this person had a number one. And again, I think most of them pretty much deserve it because they've all worked their asses off. Uh, the thing is though, there's a lot of like, let's face it, like whether it's joke albums or Christmas albums or whatever, there's a lot of albums that get to number one are fluke albums. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel but like a point- lot of it's... Sorry, let me just abs- pick up my phone because I actually just shagged it onto the floor. So we'll get it on. Hey, Rondo, I am listening. Well, my point is with the fluke albums is I don't think maybe like a UK rapper that's got to number one is a fluke album. 
like as opposed to the Michael Bublé Christmas hits going number one at Christmas. Like, yeah, I think they've obviously worked hard to gain enough people to listen to an album that people obviously think is good enough to listen to it okay. for it to get to number one. Plus, as well, like, yes, yeah, really, I think fluking really, the number one is very difficult. <laughs> yeah, and I think like I know you said like oh like it might just be the best out of a bad bunch. Like when you look at the album charts. The Bad Bunch is still up because some of these albums have been in the charts for a year. Like, I don't know, like a Justin Bieber album or an Ed Sheeran album. They don't just go to number one and drop out the chart. They stay in mm. there. So to be at big household names Do you think that's in itself. A lack of it's hard. releasing albums. Though. No, it just, it, it, look, I think release schedule is is part of it, but that's, that's all down to the label. So I'm just on iTunes right now. Um, which is obviously not the chart, but generally gives a pretty good indication of the chart. Um, mm. The top albums currently are Now 106, which is kind of expected. It happens like the week it comes out. Um, Folklore, which is the Taylor Swift album. Yeah, uh, You've got um, Hamilton, the soundtrack. If you've not seen Hamilton, it's fantastic. And the soundtrack is, is really actually, The soundtrack is amazing. <laughs> Uh, you've got Dua Lipa's album um, and then Deep Purple and then it's just a whole host of like random, random shit and some compilation albums. Um, do you think then, I mean, so a big question that I had, which made me kind of think about it a bit more to think maybe the album is dead, potentially. What was the last big, big album? And when I say this, I mean like, 808s and Heartbreaks was like a life-changing album for everybody. That was a pop, not a pop album. It was a hip-hop album, which was went pop. Like that was a huge album and that like changed the landscape. What was the last album mm. that did that? Do you know what's uh, crazy? Obviously, I know you guys are both Kanye. That's a Kanye album, right? Yeah. 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 Do you know what? I actually never listened to that album. I don't know what year that you came need, out. You, you need to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. No, honestly, just from a just from a production standpoint, it will it's, blow your mind. Yeah, it's like mm. some of the best stuff ever. Like the way that um, he uses okay. auto tune and like different vocal processing on his voice, like mm. yeah, he, he uses what up, does now, but he did. He uses he basically uses like vocals as instruments. Lo loads of stuff that like without getting all technical. I'll check it. I'll like, check it. I'll your check love. It. Um, I don't know. I'd say the Yeezus album definitely changed the landscape. The Life of Pablo album, there was a lot of hype into that. It's look, I think it's all dependent on artists because like I've written down uh on the notes Kanye West. Kanye a lot of these Kanye West albums shoot to number one without a single on them. The Yay album the Yay album had did not have one song that was yeah, I haven't listened to single. It. So I don't and know it, what it, single is. It, and it no, but it didn't have one. And it was a number one album. Mm, that is true. So like that is true. I back that. Look, I think if an artist has got enough clout and if they put out look, it's same with YouTubers and influencers, if the content in which is obviously their album, if the track listing of that album is strong enough and every track is hitting with someone or hit with a listener, then why it should go number one. Because look, I don't know about you, sometimes I listen to an artist and I think, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to their album. I like, I like their yeah, voice, yeah, I like yeah. whatever. I did that so with like, Jay Huss when he first came about. Yeah. Um, so then like I listen to, I don't know, 
an ASAP Ferg track and I think, oh, I want to hear more ASAP Ferg. So I listen to his album and then I find myself enjoying the album or I listen to a Travis Scott track. My favourite j song of all time is an album track. Yeah, there you go. It's, Which uh, is it's called uh, Like Your Style um, on the first album. And it's like a it's like a sequel to Did, Did You See? Because it uses the same, uh, it's the same key and it uses the same vocal chop. So, so you're telling me you've basically answered the question of the album is dead very quickly because you've just oh, said... Oh no, because I favorite, think that should have been a single. My, my favourite song like of the Jay Huss album wasn't actually a single. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying the album's necessarily dead uh, completely because there's obviously other iterations. So I went and saw Mabel last year. No, not last yeah. year. It was this year. Wow. It was just, I thought such so much shit has happened this year. I didn't actually go and watch anybody. Uh, it was like February, so I was all right. Yeah. Um, and I, f- I don't believe she's released an album yet. She just releases EPs and she'll have like two oh, big sure. songs and two or three Did albums. Did she not release an album? I think she might have like just re- released an album. But she just Quickly. releases singles and EPs, which is obviously what a lot of rappers do. Do you think that's just, mm. the, do you think the EP has just kind of replaced the album because... In my opinion, at least, I think a lot of these artists don't have albums because I don't think a lot of these artists are yeah, no. make albums. Can I, can but, I touch mate, on that point very quickly? Uh, very quickly with like Mabel. I do think Mabel's like core audience is most probably under 25s. Definitely under 25s. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, and I'm yeah. talking uh, most of these kids that listen to Mabel are most probably at school slash college slash sixth form slash uni. Um, and that's the older lot. Like it, it's going to be, she's got a very young listener base and something that I remember is when I was younger and I use why I agree with disagree is I'd listen to an artist cause they had a banging song and maybe a few of their banging songs. But back then I wasn't mature enough. or didn't care about listening to an album. Well, Wade, we don't know mm. cause we're still younger. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm joking. Whatever, whatever kids. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, Ma- Mabel, uh, she has put out an album. It's called High Expectations. And it was out oh, in that's August the one. last year. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. that completely killed that conversation. Can I just say, do you think, obviously, that these artists don't really get much of a say when they're first coming out. Do you think that's the label going, right, we target these singles at clubs, kids, shops yeah, adverts 100%, 100%. we do a few eps and then we release the album because uh, let's face it when you get to pretty much anyone that's on this list with it down they're all huge names that it's so this is what an album out. so uh, yeah. in fact, you know what let's touch on this list because uh these were what i called the anomaly artists uh so what i did was i listed down kind of a few artists that i know have had big albums um and then i also went on the uh bpi website um uh, who are obviously the people that like count the sales and stuff. Um, and these are all the high selling albums of the last like 10 years. So for the last 10 years, these have been the high selling albums uh, and they're all pretty much the top selling albums ever in like British history. Like, um, mm. like sort of in the last sort of 10 in the last decade, I believe they were. So we've got Adele who has the high selling album, um, obviously because Adele, um, do you think that, Someone like Adele, or oh, I've got Ed Sheeran as the next one, uh, because obviously the Divide album was like the biggest tour in the history of touring history, literally. In the world. Um, it literally like grossed like 700 million pounds or something stupid. 
Yeah, uh, it's just under a billion, weren't it? Yeah, like it was like got really close. And I think if this Corona stuff hadn't have happened, it would have probably passed a billion. Um, yeah. So like those artists, do you think that the reason why their strategy on albums works is because they don't release for ages and because they've, when they first come in, they've got really big, really quickly. They know they can drip feed the public and be like, bang, a bit like Kanye. Cause Ye does this as well. Cause Ye's mm. not releasing every week. Ye's like four years and bang, here's yeah. an album. If you don't like it, you can fuck off. Um, yeah. Do you think that that model is the correct model to, to have a big album? Or do you think, I think it's the it's only de- way? I think it's dependent on uh, how big you are as an artist. Because if you, in the nicest way, if you're not a household name or get yeah. to the household name thing, if you disappear for four years and come out, people will be going, who? I think you've got to be a household name, like an Adele and Ed Sheeran and a Kanye, uh, kind a Drake, of whoever. Kind of linking it to what I was kind of getting at at the start when I say you have to be an artist of three or four years or be known, you know, and then you deliver an album because then you have ears like waiting to hear it as opposed to being no one. Like if you're a developing artist, there's no point saying I'm going to do an album because, you know, I'm talking about, you know, if you're not, you're getting less than a hundred thousand streams, say on a song, there's no point doing an album. I agree. Help you. It's only when you're, you know, you know, well on the way to being someone with a large following. Do you not think though? Do an album. That's what I was kind of saying. You know? Do you not think though that the album, so the album is obviously long form content and a lot of artists tend to want to do albums, uh, but obviously they're a bit more expensive to make and all that kind of stuff. Do you think like the album is almost like, oh, what's the way to say this? Like it's almost keeping real. You know, like people talk about like credibility, a lot of music. Do you think for a lot of artists, they're thinking, right, well, the only way I can convey this emotion that I'm feeling is by banging an album. If we think about like Adele's 21 album, if that wasn't an album, almost a single doesn't work. Obviously the big single was Someone Like You. That song doesn't really work unless you have the old album because you haven't kind of quite got the whole feeling. Um, So do you think a lot of these artists that are coming in are thinking, hang on a second, actually, yeah, I know the record label are telling me that I need to do four or five singles because I need to make their money back first. But actually, I just want to kind of release an album because I know that it's gonna, oh, it's gonna make me blow. It's gonna convey my emotion better. If you get what I mean. Mm. I think yeah, unless yeah. you're an independent artist, you don't you you don't have to say. You do what the record label says. Like yeah, that is that, also true. Like it does not matter. Like record if, labels are dying. That's a whole well, other topic. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter if Sam Smith or uh, whoever, Leona Lewis, the Snow Patrol, Coldplay. I'm just reading names off this list. Uh, when they first started, Funnily enough, oh, Leona Lewis had the highest selling album of that year. Yeah, it don't matter. Three if they and say, a half oh, million copies of her album Spirit, the one that had Bleeding Love on it. Yeah, it's the same as but, Adele's Twenty Five. But my point in this is they couldn't just go, oh, I want to make an album to the record label. The record label say, yeah, you make an album and we're going to take track one, four, five, eight, 15, mm. 12 and push them as singles. Like, unless you're an independent artist, a lot of that sort of side of it, you have no say. Yeah, so it, it, it's a bit of a, I'm not being funny. If you're an artist and you've just signed your first record contract for two albums and two EPs or whatever else. Um, and you say, actually, 
I want to make these 45 song albums. The record label's going, hang on, I've just give you 250,000 pounds. Don't tell, don't tell us. (laughs) 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 Because look, there's plenty of great artists out there that never see the light of day. So I think you've got to play the game a little bit and you've got to establish yourself before you can sort of do the Ed Sheeran one album every four years, the Adele, or sort of dictate what you want to a label because let's face it, the label's not going to take it. But then to combat that also, if we look at an artist who, again, sadly is not with us, um, Amy Winehouse, her stuff only worked because it was albums and she only had two albums and she didn't really release too many singles. Just so happened that the singles were big. And mm. again, I recognise it was a slightly different time. It wasn't quite the advent of streaming, but like iTunes was a thing. And both her albums were really big. But a lot of people like every single song and she didn't really have like five or six singles and then bang, here's the album. It was like one or two singles as many normal album is, which is two singles album. Find out what the best single that wasn't already a single on the album is and then release that as a single because that's just like the the method of release. She wouldn't have worked unless it was just an album. Like, yeah, but that just that's just a, a difference in how the like, that's like, just anomaly of she was that good that it didn't even matter. Not even that. It's just back then. Obviously, like you said, iTunes was a thing. I remember the is it the Back to Black album? Yeah, that was pushed heavily on iTunes. Like, heavily, like very heavy. Yeah, like the banners like the you couldn't page of everything. You couldn't, you couldn't miss it. The the thing I thing I'd say really about that whole situation with Amy Winehouse is back to black album and, and the album before it is Frank, um, Frank was the Frank, first album. that's it the landscape of how artists were pushed was different if an artist was popular enough then the labels would say take the album because it's going to yeah. make us a load of money um, I think now because of streaming it's easy to put out one song every month for one yeah. song a week and then put out an album. Like how many artists put out random collab albums, random concept albums? Oh, look at uh, Ed Sheeran's uh, yeah. collaboration project six. Yeah. But that, that's what I'm saying. Like it's very easy to, to say that we put out a few singles and then we put out an album. I think it's, it's easy. Like music is consumed differently. So like you can literally push six, seven, eight singles and then put the album out because it will still contribute to your streaming sales and all that as in back, back So before. doesn't that just prove that the singles are way more important than the album? The album doesn't really matter. Not if you make an album that's literally worthy like enough of having every, Like the Pop, Pop Smoke level. album or Get Rich or Die Trying or like the Marshall Mathers LP, like stuff like that. Like you could take any song and it was charting. Like it, literally any song was charting. You'd literally just randomly pick it and it'd be number 28 in the chart. Yeah. Here's a little gap stop uh, just while we're here, just because I want to talk about it for a little bit. Um, what's everyone's favourite Amy Winehouse song? Just while we're here from her two albums. Just because we talked about her. Chris, do you have a favourite? Um, I do. <laughs> to be honest, I, I, don't, I don't know a lot of Amy Winehouse music, if I'm really honest with you. Oh. Um, amazing singer, obviously. Um, yeah, it's just tricky because I, I can't really speak with knowledge on her albums because I, I'm not really. I mean, what is your favourite song of her anyway? You still had like four or five singles, which I'm guessing you would have heard. Um, I don't think you did. 
Honestly, I'm sorry. I'm just, yeah, yeah, I, I don't think I did. Thanks for your contribution, Chris. Now we're going to fuck I, you up. Wade, what's your favourite song? <laughs> <laughs> go um, on, go on, my my favourite song from Amy Winehouse to play and to listen to, because I actually sometimes put this in sets, oh, is Tears Dry on yes, their own. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, produ- Production-wise, it's like literally the cream of the crop. Vocals is cream of the crop. Arrangement, cream of the crop. Like, it's literally what you need to show someone Thank and how you. to make a song. Um, yeah, like produced by produced by Mark Ronson and you know, like, he's a, a legend himself. Yeah, yeah. I uh, think he so, produced pretty much that whole album. What back to black? Yeah, pretty much. The it whole was thing. it was produced. It was executively produced by him. Yeah, he he, he pretty much produced every tune. I think he that. I think he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, now that we know Chris knows absolutely fuck all about proper music. Um, well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> just name me what. Just name me one house. I'm just not really. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, just uh, not, not, not really listen really... to any proper music. We'll have to send you a playlist later, mate. Okay. Send me, send me, um, send me an Amy Winehouse playlist. I'll send you the send best it. of Amy Winehouse, but there's only twenty songs because she only released two albums. Literally, literally. Quickly speaking of, go for it. Um, albums and there was only two. Amy Winehouse toured them two albums. Uh, I'm pretty sure she toured the Back to Black one. Um, she on the Glasgow notes, well. it's considered yeah, one of the yeah. best Glasgow experience uh, uh, performances ever. Ever, man. Uh, on the notes, it says DJs don't release albums. Let's them tour all year. Tour all year. Um, these are obviously your notes, Pav. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, where's he got these from? Oh, yeah, I wrote them last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, so, do you want to touch on that? Because that's probably a good thing to touch on. Yeah. I mean, it's a thing that DJs tend to do. So, if we're talking mainly on the EDM scene, so we're talking your, your Armin Van Buren's, your Tiestos, like Laidback Luke. Even Martin Garrix, um, like that style of like artist, none of them release albums. But the reason why is, and I think maybe this is the reason why a lot of artists hold on albums now, is that to release an album or to even make an album, sorry, like you, you have to sit there for like six months sometimes and just sit I'm there and make an album. Which is maybe why like Adele and Ed Sheeran and Sam Smith and like Kings of Leon and artists like that do really well because they don't release for three years. So they've got three years to make 12 songs. Whereas a DJ, like someone like Laidback Luke, let's just take someone like Steve Aoki. So Steve Aoki does around 350 gigs a year. He could never release an album. It would be impossible. But he could release well, a it, single every two months, three months. He did. Like, he did release an album, didn't he? Neon Future. Yeah, but as, as in, like, it's the first album in how long? Yeah, like, like, as in, he's not like he's not like doing a eight, you know, like your standard release schedule, which is like eighteen months. Yeah, like for him to release an album. In fact, the reason why he released the album is because he cut his gigs, so he went from three hundred and fifty the previous year to like two hundred, which is still an immensely large amount of gigs. Um. But it was literally so he could make music, um, yeah. so he could become a bit more of a pop star. Um, that's a thing that EDM DJs do, so they can do a festival every month. Um, and I'm guessing maybe that's why rappers do it now. I don't see too many rappers releasing albums, or like they take a while because I think if they release an EP with four tunes, you can go to a club PA and pick up six K. It's not nice and easy, any. Um, but I've, my, my next point, which is on there. And I put higher quality question mark. I'm not sure that's always the case. So kind of what I was alluding to there is maybe the whole 
quantity over quality or et cetera, et cetera, or the vice versa rather. Um, I'm not sure if that's always true. I feel like sometimes, you know, when you have a, a bed of songs, so have you guys heard Bruno Mars's last album, 24 Karat Magic? Mm. Yeah. Did you guys actually listen to the album? Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, really good. I, I appreciated the singles so, so much more after I listened to the album because I was like, yeah, wow, the, the, the album is very good. Amazing. The Maybe one of the best produced albums of the 21st century, in my opinion. Like, I think it's genuine. Wasn't it Mark Ronson produced again? It's a, a bit of Mark Ronson, uh, a lot of Bruno Mars. And, you know, the guy who's his backing singer, he's also his, like, assistant producer. So they, oh, were wow. in a group, they were in a group called the Smeasingtons before, weren't they? Uh, right. So that's like their producer writer group. So they wrote and produced like "Fuck You," Celia Green, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So many actually yeah. really big songs. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think. I think a lot of the times the album can enhance the single just by grouped sonics. I don't know, Chris. What do you think about that? As someone who's yeah, I mean, Bruno Mars's album. You're you're right about uh, just the obviously the electronic dance music scene uh you're right about that because it it doesn't really the album concept doesn't really suit it as well both in terms of obviously their schedules and what they do which is djing um mm. and but or performing it electronically um so it's not doesn't really suit that because of like their schedules and, and what they actually do day to day um and obviously what you also mentioned about you know how you were saying about emotionally an artist can put some stories and and a whole kind of package of songs that their songwriters like Adele or Ed Sheeran yeah. that they've actually written into an album. Obviously, again, that doesn't really apply to the electronic dance music thing um, because obviously it's for festivals and for clubs and, and it's, it's, well, it's electronic music. Um, if you, it's, it's slightly different. You know, yeah. They're not songs with stories as such. Obviously, when Martin Garrix or David Guest they start producing pop jazz, it changes slightly, but obviously the root of it is not about uh, packaging songs. Um, sorry, what was the second part? Sorry, I've, I've forgotten that. But you know, that's uh, what you just let finish on. Yeah, we were just talking about how does the fact that people release singles rather than albums mean that the singles are better quality? Because you still can rush an album for the sake of making an album. Like, there's a lot of artists that will just release singles because they're thinking, right, well, this is my, I can make 10 tracks that are mediocre or I can mm. make three tracks that are really really good and channel that same amount of energy um do you think that's necessarily the case like do you do you see that much or is it not does it kind of not really work like that as a producer as well personally for you well often you see with artists like drake he'll release two or three singles um or artists like trying to think now um it normally it's like the like major artists you know, kind of 30 million uh, Spotify kind of monthly streams and upwards if you want to use that as yeah. like a, a gauge. Obviously, so they'll release the benchmark, like... guys. If you want to release albums, get 30 million no. listeners a month. No, 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 no. Not, to, not, to re- not, to re- not to release <laughs> albums, but just but just how the majors release albums. Uh, Disclosure yeah. is another one. Um, it was like a, it was about, they're about to release an album on the 28th of August. Oh, is it? Um, what, they, what they do is they obviously they release, say, two or three singles, and then when they do release the album, the album say eight tracks, but three of the album tracks are already released as singles. And then all they do on Spotify and on digital services is just merge them into yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and um, I've done it myself. That's how you do it. You like release singles, then you merge it all using the distributor and the, all the you know, whatever distributor the major label uses. They just merge it all together. So I think it's just about about building. It's all about hype. It's all about obviously marketing and the hype. So you start with the singles, and then that raises awareness along with all the promotion and the videos and the images that goes alongside the singles, and then it, they come with the album, just like uh, Drake did. And, Ariana Grande is another one did that released like two singles and then they all came into that album which I can't remember what it's called now but um, yeah sweet now weren't it was the album called Thank You Next or was that no the album was called Sweet Now Sweet Now yeah but yeah was that the one with Thank You Next on and yeah it was yeah 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 yeah. that's the one I'm talking about yeah okay that was made up of like a few singles yeah yeah yeah, well, I mean, I think we're at a bit of an impasse with this. Um, I think there's no right or wrong answer, which is uh, why we made it a podcast topic, so we could talk about it for an hour to tell you we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I think, I think, I think, if if you want to like, if you want to sum, I think, you know, if I was to sum it up, like, I think to be honest, I think actually what you guys have said has kind of changed my viewpoint a little bit from what I said at the start. Ooh. I think, um, I think, I think it just depends on it. All comes down to the artist, so. You know, an album release is going to suit someone like Ed Sheeran or a songwriter um, or a band especially. You know, it, it, it's going to suit certain artists, both in terms of genre and where they're at in their career and their development as a brand. So it, it really does come down to, the music is so music yeah. is so wide now, it just comes down to which, does it work for this artist or does it not? It, it really, okay. I think it, I think I'm gonna that, hit for me, that's where it is. I'm going to hit us with the last question before we wrap up, because I think we've been going Go for on. a good time now. Uh, I'll start with you, Wade. Um, I'm going to give you the same question, Chris. Um, obviously, I think, again, I think you listen to a bit more of a varied, like, uh, music compared to me and Chris. Even I listen to everything, basically. But, you, but you're, like, you're like a big indie head as well, isn't it? Uh, like, yeah, I, I yeah, like indie. In, like, I, yeah, think, yeah, I think people think that. I'm, like, really into it. I just listen to literally everything. That's the... the, the yeah, like, yeah, yeah, if but, That's it. You're, you're a very objective person. All right, um... Mm. This is the question I'm going to leave you both on. Um, your favourite artist, um, you can name them if you want. Um, would you rather they released five really good singles over the space of a year? Or would you rather release, rather they did two singles and then released a really good album? Which one would you prefer? I think that's about, about five singles is worthy about an album, isn't it? Which one, if you had to choose... Uh, and you can just pick an artist that you really like or is your favourite and be like, oh, okay, I'd rather have this than that. Uh, and maybe just give us some reason why. This is a uh, very off the cuff. I've just thought about this about 20 <laughs> seconds ago. So uh, no pressure, Wade. Off you go, mate. Good question. Um, okay, so what is it? Like five singles and... Or or two singles and an album, traditional. Which one would you rather from your favourite artist? Uh, traditional. And I can bluntly say... Uh, this would mostly apply to two of my favourite artists, which are Kanye West and Kendrick Lamar. Um, yeah, like I'd rather take the two singles and an absolutely banging album as opposed to the other one because, look, like I think it applies to everything, and I think it applies to every artist. If they make the album good enough, the content in that album good enough, whether it's tracks, interludes, whatever it may be, yeah, if if every single track is great, whether, and I don't mean great as in DJ great or like mainstream good, just it, the album in general, sonically is great. And each song is great. 
on its own and as an album, then why wouldn't you take the album? You've got like the Kanye West albums that some of like some of the albums, some of the tracks that do really well off the albums on pushed as singles. Same with Kendrick yeah. Lamar. Some of the tracks that do extremely well don't get pushed to singles because they just come out and people are like, I love that track. Um, so I'd, I'd take the, the second. Like uh, In My Feelings, Drake, that was never meant to be a single. Yeah, exactly like that. Um, and Drake is very good as well at doing a couple of singles and then an album or collab album or EP or whatever he puts out. Um, so I take the more traditional format Mad. because I think quality is worth waiting for. Cool. Uh, Chris, what do you think? And also name your favourite artist. And if you're going to talk about it in a sort of a context, let us know. Yeah, yeah. Well, my favourite artist at the minute is uh, Disclosure. Just because, is it? Um, no. Maybe, yeah, you believe it, believe it or not. Believe it or not. <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, just because they're making a comeback and, you know, I listened to them years ago and I really like what they're coming back with and, you know, the rest. But they're, uh, but no, Disclosure, definitely my favourite at the minute. Um album 20th of August, there's nothing I love more than when an artist will release like two or three singles and uh, the hype's building, they're doing interviews, they're doing videos, obviously they're doing streaming nowadays like in terms of lots of artists are doing that. Um, all the rest of it, and it's building up hype and you're following them and you're seeing what they're up to and then they release the track list for the album. You know when they release the track list yeah, but you can't hear any of the tracks yeah, and you yeah, see yeah. like who's featured and you're literally in your head, you're like, oh my God, what is that going to sound like? Oh my yeah, God, I can't believe I've got a collaboration that. with this guy. You know, and for me, that is the excitement that something like an album can give. Mm. Um, so that's why I'm going to have to go with two or three singles and then the album, because you just can't get that with singles. Um, yeah. Um, and when it's a whole project, it's it's something that sometimes it's unprecedented collaborations. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah, so I'm going to have to go with um, two two or three singles and then an album. Um, I just, yeah, what, what's obviously one last point, like if we just used the slow as an example, but when I saw the track list and they were doing a track with Amine and Slow Tide and I was like, what disclosure collaborating with Amine yeah, and Slow Tide? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh like, my it God. It shouldn't be good, but it probably and, will be. And what I did is I went on Twitter, I turned on Twitter notifications. I went, I followed them on, made sure I was following them on like Spotify to make sure I actually get a notification because I was that excited. Um, which wouldn't have been possible without the album, you know? So, um, yeah. Chris followed them to their home address and to where they go shopping. and Yeah, obviously. He's actually just about to go ransack the studio (laughs) so he can take the the official vinyl place of the album. Yeah. Well, it's going to the record label. Yeah, yeah, and obviously, like, started putting the pictures up, you know, along, like, all around my bedroom and all that kind of stuff, you know. It just replaced every single um, vinyl with a a copy of Summer Isn't (laughs) Cancelled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tattoos in their faces. And just just his artist profile pic. (laughs) Yeah, the the list goes on, the list goes on. Um, Uh, Yeah. But, yeah, Yeah. um, I reckon if you'd asked me maybe a year ago, or maybe two years ago, in fact, I would have taken the first one, but a couple of albums have changed that for me. Bruno Mars, mm. I say new album, his last album, 24 Karat Magic, that changed it for me. Mm. Um, Jay Huss's album changed that for me. When Common Sense came out, that really changed it for me because I was like, actually, pretty much every song on this is pretty good. Um, mm. And the third album that probably changed that for me was and I'm trying to remember what it was and I just was thinking about it and then I stopped thinking about it. Oh, what was it? This is a bit sad. Um, 
Dave, sorry, you know, Dave's, in fact, I'm good. Yeah, Dave's album really changed it for me. Um, Because his album was amazing. But the one that... Psychodrama. The one that first turned the tide for me. The one that turned the tide for me was Views. Because I listened to Views, first track to last track in order, just sat there. I did as well. I did as well. I literally did exactly that. And I was like, One Dance is the shittiest song on this album. And that's yeah. fucking banger. <laughs> like literally, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they picked this as the fucking single. And that's when I was like, all right, okay, I'm an album guy now. But that, I, I think sometimes... Views was such an album. So I think good. that is sometimes the genius of the label is they pick a song that will do well commercially and then knowing that people that like them or want to know more well, because like they so like that song more. will listen to it and go, oh my God, why the fuck did I like that? The album's amazing. But yeah, which sort um, of just answers the question. The album is dead. So it's not. Yeah, guys, in summary, um, singles are bollocks. Um, make sure you buy the albums, <laughs> get them on the vinyl, get them on your turntables. Um, and if there's some instrumentals on the B side, spit some bars on it. Um, but yeah, thank, thanks Sorry, for listening, guys. I think, I think, Sorry, we're just, just, just before we finish, have you noticed that you've literally completely changed my mind? I literally started this segment saying, Oh, yeah, I know. Put out albums. If you've yeah. not been artists for three or four years, like, yeah, now you actually think about it, it's interesting. Things like views and yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like, Big I think albums. albums are actually still, I think albums are actually still important. Yeah. Seriously. I'm yeah, man, who would have thought two brown guys changing a white guy's ideas? But here we are, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> God's sake. God's sake. We, we love to hear it. Are we, uh, are we pretty much done? Yeah, I think we're done. Um, okay. Thanks for listening, guys. This has been the No Drinks in the Booth podcast. As you can see, so eloquently uh, placed. Placed. Uh, just here. Product um, placement. Product yeah, check the YouTube placement. for the can. Make yeah, sure you check out the YouTube. If you're already here, thank you. Um, subscribe if you're here. Um, that'd be great. Drop us a like. Like, drop some comments. Let us know what you're thinking. Um, you can check us on Apple Music. We're going to be on Spotify like really, really soon. Like in the next week or two, we'll be on there. Um, if you want to hear any of the tunes that we spoke about, YouTube Music will be a playlist. Um, Spotify, there is a playlist already. If you just type in No Drinks in the Booth, you'll find it. Um, and we'll yeah, put all the links below as well. All the links, will, so many links will be below. Um, but thank you for listening. Uh, we out. If you want to know next week's topic, follow us on Instagram because um, we probably won't tell you, but you miss 100% <laughs> of the shots you don't take. Yes, what what a way to end it. <laughs> <laughs> Peace.